Sunday in the month. Uh, we ask that uh, all the kids stay here and uh, participate. I try to teach a, a lesson that is sort of geared towards third grade. And uh, that is the only way I can assure you that I'm actually confident in what I'm talking about. Okay? So... Um, uh, anyway, um, today, I, I hope you, um, today is, uh, today's Halloween, and so happy trick-or-treat or whatever there, right? And um, so maybe some of your kids are going to go out and do that, or maybe they were able to be here uh, last night and uh, kind of do that thing. And Halloween is, you know, um, uh, ghosts and goblins and whatever. And so I thought I would uh, take the opportunity this morning to teach you a, a biblical concept about the Holy Ghost, right? And uh, so I thought that the best way to do that is to illustrate, um, but we're before we jump directly into understanding the Holy Spirit, first we need to understand uh, what this thing is. And uh, we need to understand how this thing uh, works and, and some basic principles that uh, are going to help us illustrate this thing. So I'll drag this up here. Oh, it's a good thing I'm strong. Wow. Holy cow. Who would have known? So you know what this is, right? It says right on it if you don't know, right? This is a shop vac, and when we understand the principles of a, a shop vac, then we better understand what it'll do. See, it'll uh, it'll it'll repel things, um, kind of push them away. What's interesting about it is uh, there's there's something moving through here that we can't see, but nevertheless, it is having an effect. We we can't see it, but it's having an effect. Um, can't do it like that there, and. It'll, it'll push things away, right? But it'll also, it'll, it'll what? It'll, it'll draw things in, right? So it'll, it will push things away and it'll also draw things in. That's what a shop vac does. And so aren't you glad you came to church today? And, uh, because probably before you came to church today, you didn't understand how a shop vac worked, right? And, um, so, uh, knowing all of that and understanding all of that, you now better understand the Holy Spirit. Um, and we need to understand the Holy Spirit because it is an integral part of uh, the Christian life. Uh, we, need to, uh, we need to understand uh, the Holy Spirit. So let's review the shop vac, right? Uh, the shop vac, uh, you can't see what it is moving. It's moving the air, but it has an effect on you, right? You can write that down right there in your bulletin so that you will never forget the way a shop vac works, okay? That's why we take notes. You can put those up on your refrigerator at home. If you get confused about the way the shop vac works, then you can go and refer to your notes, right? That's why we take notes. There we go. And so what does a shop vac do? Uh, you can see what it is moving. Moving the, you can't see what is moving, the air, but it has an effect, right? And so it's moving this air around even though the air is invisible to us. And then it does this. It draws in. It has suction. Um, and then it also does this thing. It uh, it can repel things. It can push things away. I had uh, that little uh, tube full of the paper. I put it up there and poof. It kind of. If I would have just kind of had that still while it was blowing, put it on the floor, would have put those little yellow pieces of paper all over the room, right? And so uh, you, you can't see it, but it has an effect. Uh, it will it will draw things in. It will also push things away. And one last little note about a shop vac is that it only works if you use it. It only works if you use it. Don't turn it on. Don't power it up. It doesn't work, right? It only works if you use it. Now, 
A better understanding of ShopVac. Now I hope you know that you know pretty much most of the things you need to know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So aren't you glad that you came to church today? Because now you better understand uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, here's how that works. Are you ready? So how does one get this invisible thing uh, inside of you? How does one acquire the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Well, you know that uh, the Holy Spirit is a part of a, tri- we call it a triune God, like a tricycle has three wheels. A triune God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Father is in heaven, uh, Jesus was the Son, and the Holy Spirit is this invisible part of the Godhead. God exists in and amongst himself. He is community within himself. He is fellowship within himself, and he asks us to be a part of his family, to commune with him, to join into that, and he extends to us the gift of the Holy Spirit, which moves inside and is a deposit within us that marks us that we are now a part of his family, and so that's why he came to church today to learn about shop fact. Here's what you need to know. In the book of Acts, chapter 2. Verse 38, this was on the day of Pentecost. So Jesus lived on earth and he taught people for three, uh, he lived on it for 33 years, uh, the last three years of his life. Um, the first thing he did when he started into his ministry, he was baptized and then he was tempted. And while he was there on earth walking around and teaching, uh, he said the whole time he was going to turn over the keys of the church to the apostles. Uh, he uh, died on the cross. He went up into heaven. He went back up into heaven and And then he left the apostles in charge. And on the day of Pentecost, they were all given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, Peter, the apostle, preaches the very first sermon that was ever preached uh, post Jesus leaving. And then after hearing this dynamic sermon, uh, people uh, were all asking this great question, what must we do to be saved? How do we get the Holy Spirit? How do we unite ourselves with God through the Holy Spirit? And this is what Peter said. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so if you are a baptized believer in Jesus Christ, you're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? Well, it acts like a shop vac. It acts like a shop vac. All right, here we go. Let's make our way through this. The Spirit of God within us. Here's what we know about the Spirit of God. You can't see it, but it does affect you. Write that down. You can't see it, but it does affect you. That's what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Heaven is eternal. God is eternal. Jesus is eternal. The Spirit is eternal. And so we take our eyes off of the things that seem so important to us. You know, you got to have that new fill in the blank, right? New car, new house, new clothes, new, you know, and and that's where uh, we're so obsessed with uh, getting all that, you know, bigger, shinier, better, more impressive, all those things. But we are to fix our eyes on things that are eternal, and that's the Holy Spirit within us. And be led, uh, have a, be led by the Spirit. Have a Spirit-led life. And so you can't see the Holy Spirit, but it does affect you. Now listen. The points I make today are intended 
for you to have conversations with your kids later. All right, point number two. It draws in, right? Shop back, right? The Holy Spirit does the same. It draws in. God desires to pull you into fellowship with him. That's what God wants to do. But John chapter 6, verse 44 says this. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Draws him. And so, uh, remember, uh, the story of, um, remember the story of the, the shepherd that had a uh, hundred sheep and he lost one of them in the book of Luke and he goes out and he searches for the one. He's searching, he's looking, he's, he's calling out for the one that's lost. He's tra- desiring to draw you into fellowship with him. The Holy Spirit is trying to draw you into fellowship with Jesus. Then it does this. It repels. The Holy Spirit also repels. James chapter four, verse seven, eight says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist, push it away. Resist the devil. The Holy Spirit helps resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So it draws in and it pushes away. It draws in and it pushes away. The Holy Spirit does that just like a shop vac. So you can have that conversation with your kids later. And so it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. First John chapter four, verse four says, the it says, the one who is in you, that would be the Holy Spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. The devil comes after us, and he tries to trip us up, and he tries to trick us and deceive us, and he's a master at those things. But the Holy Spirit is in us, and it can push the devil out of us. It can push him away, and so it can help resist the devil. Now, number four says this, it only works if you have it. It only works if you have it, how do you get the Holy Spirit within you? How do you get the Holy Spirit within you? You repent. You ask Jesus into your heart. You're baptized into Christ, and you are given the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is within you. And even though you can't see it, it's at work with you. It can help you push the devil away. and help you draw in more of Jesus into your heart. But it only works if you put it inside of you. So um, <clears throat> if we were to give you a quiz right now, uh, uh, you shout out the answer. Tell me something that a shop vac does. Sucks. sucks. That's right. It sucks. It draws in. That's right. That's right. What is something else a shop vac does? It repels. It repels. That's right. And is it moving? Uh, let me, here's kind of a yes or no uh, question. Is it moving about something that you can't see? Yes. All right. And so that's what the whole, so you guys, good, good. I'm a good teacher because you guys passed the test, right? All right. Well, uh, there's something else that the Holy Spirit is like, and I'll get this set up here in just a second. It'll take me a little while. I wish I had a little bit of song or a dance to do. I have no song and you don't want to see me dance except at my daughter's wedding. Oh man, if you would have seen me at my daughter's wedding, that's great. You can go on YouTube maybe and find that one. That was really fun. See, we did this special dance together. My daughter's wedding is really good. Let's see here. How'd I do this? I put this thing right here. Let's see if I tip it over here. Oh, I've got to move it back a little bit more. Uh, here we go. I don't have any roadies. i got to get this over here. Okay, here we go. Get this thing like this right here. This is the most engaged you've been in the sermon the whole day. That's 
what's he doing? All right. This thing. Lock in back here. Let's see how well we do this here. That's right. We're going to have a high jump competition. No, just kidding. We're going to play volleyball. Let's see there. I give this guy a little sense like that. You like the way I did that? I'm pretty impressed myself. All right, here we go. Pull this down. Yeah, there we go. That's right. You can't do enough of that, let me tell you. All right. Here we go. There you go. There, there you go. Now you're into it. Now you guys are learning about the Holy Spirit. You don't want to be a loser. You want to be a winner. Keep that to the kids. Get up. Move around. You can't expect these old people to get up and chase after that ball. Get after that ball. Come on. Keep it going. We got to see if we can get that thing to go over three or four times. There you go. There you go. Hit that thing. Okay. Bump set spike. Make sure that thing goes all the way back the other way. Make sure that thing gets all the way around. There you go. Whack that thing. All right. Make sure that ball gets all the way back into the corners. Everybody's got to take a swing at that thing. There you go, D. That's the way you do it right there. Hit it hard. Boom. There you go. Keegan, single-handedly representing the whole lame side. Come on. What's going on over here? There we go. There we go. Good job. Yeah, come on. That's all right. That's not going to hurt that light. Keegan's now playing on both sides of the net. All right, go deep. There it is. There you go. There you go. All right, you guys. Somebody bring that ball right back up to me, please. <laughs> Levi just went down the hall with it, man. Levi, hit it hard. Hit it hard, Levi. Hit it. There you go. Boom. Nope. Yeah. Here's a sister. All right. <laughs> yep. There we go. Maddie, punt that thing right up this way, kid. There we go. This way, right up to the front. Yep. All right. Finally an adult. There we go. Here we go. Now, you guys, you ready to play some more? Ready to play some more? All right. I want to play some more, too. But first, I'm going to show you an act of the devil. I don't know. I'm going to stand way back here. Maybe you guys will be able to see this. So on both sides of the net here at the same time. I'm going to show you an act of the devil. All right, you ready? Have fun. You go. There you go. Yeah, now you know what you're doing. There you go. That's pathetic. All right. I think you got it. 
There we go. Here's the point. Are you ready? Got your notes ready? Got your pen ready in your hand? Here we go. The beach ball. The beach ball was fun. It was good. It was best when it was inflated. And the invisible air was within it. It was more fun, more interactive. It was best when the air was in it. Right? It was best when the air was in it. Write this down. It's better when filled. It's better when filled. Question. What does it look like when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? What does it look like if you have the invisible Holy Spirit within you? What does that look like? It should look like more fun than not fun. It should look like more fun than not fun. You should not, and you can see when you remove the air, all of a sudden you're deflated and you wither and you're sour and everybody looks at you and goes, Ugh. Right? They go, that's pathetic. So listen to this. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says this. For the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the evidence that you have the Spirit within you. It's better when the Spirit is within you. The evidence there is that the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. That is the evidence that you are filled with the Spirit. There is goodness in you. There, You are more faithful, right? Gentleness and self-control. This is the evidence that you have the Spirit within you. So, lesson number one. It's like a shop vac. So, when you're out in the garage, dads, and you got the shop vac out there, and you bring your kids over, and you, you're using the shop vac, then you bring your kids over, and you say, you know what? This thing's a lot like the Holy Spirit. It's invisible, it's inside of you, and it can repel the devil, it can draw you in closer to God. And that's what the Holy Spirit is like inside of you. And then uh, when you're out in the backyard and you're knocking the volleyball around, uh, you say, you know what, it's better when, the, when there's something in the ball. It's better, it's more fun, it's more dynamic, there's more joy when it is filled. And that's what we are to be as Christians, as followers of Christ. We are to be leaning into the Holy Spirit, being filled by the Spirit of God, so that we have more love. Right? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Those things are all within us. Okay? Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense? And so uh, these are very uh, simple applications that you should be able to take home and talk about with your kids or your grandkids or whatever. All right, one more. One more. This one's the weakest one in terms of visual uh, display, so don't get uh, too excited. Nevertheless, this just illustrates illustrates. A, a life ring, right? A life ring. You ever, you ever been at the swimming pool and uh, you maybe see the little life rings that's hanging on the fence by the pool or maybe you've been on a cruise and you see these things around or something like that or you're at the hotel swimming pool and you see these things up on the wall or whatever. This is an illustration of the life ring, the life ring that's there, right? So uh, the life ring, it, it, it can rescue me, but it must be filled. Okay, it can rescue me, but it must be filled. I must have the Spirit to be saved. I must have the Spirit to be saved. And so, uh, imagine, if you would, if um, uh, you were on a cruise ship. And, you know, many of you probably been on a cruise ship. And uh, let's say uh, you were down at one of the lower, lower levels down there or whatever, and, and you, you, you were out in the ocean, you know, and, uh, and you fall into the water. And then somebody is on the side and they yell down to you, uh, do you want a life ring? You know, you know, uh, and, and they throw it in and it kind of lands right, right next to you, right? Boom. And you're there in the ocean 
and the life ring is kind of floating right there next to you. And then what you need to do is you have a decision to make. Will I accept or will I reject that which has been offered to me? Will I accept it or will I reject it? Now, when you're drowning in, you know, in the middle of the ocean, you're probably going to grab a hold of that thing to save your life. To save your life. Because if you don't, then you will inevitably die. That's as biblical as I can make it right there. Okay? That's as biblical as I can make it right there. Here's the thing. Life ring. I must have the spirit to be saved. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says this. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. If. If the spirit of him. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who has raised Christ from the dead will also give you life, give life to your mortal bodies. Question. Do you have the spirit? Do you have the spirit of God in you? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. If you don't know, this is what I want you to know. When people ask Peter, what must we do to be saved, to grab the life ring, to put the spirit within you, and to make your life more joy-filled, more love-filled, more patient, more self-controlled, and you know that God is drawing you in to him, and he's going to help you resist the devil, if that is the way you want to do life by the spirit, what you must do is repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Question. Do you have the Spirit? Do you have the Spirit of God within you? God sent His Son, Jesus, to this earth to communicate to us that He loves us, He is interested in us, He went to the cross to pay for our sins so that we don't have to die and go to hell, but that we can be raised up in a new life filled with the Spirit and be with Jesus in heaven for all of eternity. And that's a choice we get to make. And God desperately right now is trying to draw all of you into him at this very moment. Will you accept or will you reject? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been baptized, and you know that he's your Savior, live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. If you're not sure, if you need to be baptized into Christ, let's talk. And talk while we're at the potluck. And just talk. Say, hey, what do I need to do to know more so that I can be baptized? And we'll make that happen. Now, in conclusion, I'm going to pray now, and we're going to consider this our prayer for the meal at the potluck. It will make our way down, and we can eat. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that is within us. Father, if there are people in the room right now that are not sure what all that is about, I ask that you would just prompt their hearts, give them the courage to ask questions. There are a lot of people here that will pull alongside and help. Thank you for the beautiful, beautiful day. 
May we always live for you in all that we do. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever felt like you just couldn't be yourself? It could be easier if you were someone else. Is there a voice inside your mind? 